God, thank you so much for this day. Lord, just, uh, man, bless this message, God, Lord. Um, thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Um, God, I just ask that, again, if there is any hard hearts right now, Lord, they're just having a hard time letting those things go, that, God, you can wash away right now, Lord, that they can focus on the message you've brought to us today. And, God, I just, Lord, I ask that you don't, please, I don't want to get in the way of that. So, Lord, just, uh, man, help me, give me the words that they need to hear. Thank you so much. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So today I'm doing a message. It's called Urgency. And this, uh, this message is actually based off my favorite verse. Now, it's funny. Um, I'm not going to go into the verse right now, but I will here in a moment. Um, I used to only quote one part of this verse, so it's actually two parts. Um, and the reason why I did that was because I was like, hey, you know, this verse that I've, I found, it was before I was a believer. Um, I'd kind of known about Jesus when I was a teenager. And I was like, you know what? This is just really sticking out to me. I feel like, I feel like this verse is telling me that every day is a new day and there's always hope. But then when I put contextual meaning to it, I was like, wow, it means so much more than that. And it actually can mean something entirely different. So um, it's just crazy. Um, actually, no, let's just throw it up, actually. You ready, Zach? All right. It's Romans 13, 11, and 12. So it says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than we have first believed. And then going into 12, the night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. So I used to only read 12 before I even really knew who Jesus was. And like I said, I was like, you know what, man, every day is a new day. You know, I get to put on that armor. You know, this is cool. I get to show the light every day. And then um, it's funny. This was just fairly recently. I read through it again. I was going through Romans for a Bible study we were doing, and I read 11. I went, whoa, this just changed things. The contextual meaning, the end is near. <laughs> the end is near. It's time to stop living in sin and follow Jesus. Essentially, be on mission. And I was like, I've been sitting here for all these years, even before I knew him. And he was trying to say something to me. Didn't even realize it. And, and it's crazy how even now it just hit me. But man, God is just so crazy doing that. And it made me think about how verses can speak to us in different ways and how they can inspire us. There was something in me that when I was, I don't know, 17 years old, something it jumped out. It jumped out at me. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And then now at 27, like 10 years later, I went, oh, he's telling me to be on mission. It's so cool how that process can like push us. But the scary part, and this is where it can be scary. So there's that, part, there's that side of it. The other side of it is how easy it can be to twist scripture. The difference between my truth versus the truth. And the reason why I bring that up is because even in my own ignorance with that verse, I could very easily twist that if I wanted to. I could say, you know, that every day is a new day, which means I can just go sin all the more if I wanted to, right? I could easily twist that without the context of the previous verse. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a pre, uh, precursor to what the message even is today. It was just, I wanted to share that with you guys because I know how when you're reading scripture, 
it's crazy that if you don't always list, look into the context, it can either change its meaning or it can actually, um, it can either change it or it can make it, you know, so much better than what you even originally thought. So just when you're reading scripture, guys, make sure you're putting it in context because even if it's something good, it can be even better. So the reason why I chose to name this message Urgency is I actually remember, I have a story for you guys. Um, so I've, I went to a, the local Walmart here in town, <laughs> and there was a, there was a guy. Um, I went in, got my stuff, got back in my car, and I was going to come head back here to the church, actually. And I'm sitting there just on my phone, just kind of chilling for a minute, because that's what I do. I'm kind of a weirdo. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of sit in my car for like five, ten minutes before I go anywhere. Like every time, I'm just like, I'm just going to breathe for a second. So I look over, and I see this guy. And I cannot believe the amount of sadness that was in this man. I mean, I looked at him, and I knew the Spirit was telling me to go talk to this guy because I could just see how much pain he was in. Never seen this guy before, and he was just, it's funny. He was literally doing the same thing as me, just sitting in his car, but I could just tell something was off. You know, I don't know what was wrong with him, but I, I remember sitting there for like, 10, 15 minutes. He didn't even notice me. I was staring at him. He, if he probably would have saw me, he probably would like, who is this weird guy staring at me? But, um, <laughs> you know, I, lo- I kept looking at him, and I know the Spirit was telling me, AJ, you need to go talk to this guy. Like, he's hurting. He needs to hear that there's hope in Jesus. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was a coward. I, pulled, I, I, I eventually started my car. I said, you know what? I'm not doing it. And it's, it still sticks with me now. The reason why I bring up this story is my disobedience in that moment, I don't know where that guy's at. I have no idea. Is there a small part of me that could try to hope that maybe he knows Jesus and he's just in a hard season right now? Sure, but I didn't make sure of that. I didn't listen. Where was my urgency in that moment to tell him the truth, to try to give him hope? It wasn't there. And that leads me to church in general. Church isn't about you. Being a Christian isn't about you. The gospel is not inward focused. In that moment, when I was a coward, I made the gospel about my comfort. I didn't make it about that man hurting. I have a question for you guys. And it kind of, you know, I know when I do the intro here, you know, I talk about, hey, you know, we're here to celebrate. But why are you actually here? I want you to think about that. Are you here to feel better? Because if you are, are you actually here to really follow Jesus? Because those don't always go together. In that moment, when I decided to not talk to that guy, I was choosing to feel better instead of follow Jesus. It's not always going to come together. And I think people have this preconceived notion about church that when you come here, it's just going to be your, oh, I'm going to fill up my, you know, my ego meter. You know, I want to be able to go out into the world this week and feel good about myself so then I can just get it through the week and come back next Sunday. But that's not Jesus. That's not the gospel.
Like I said, I do it. Sometimes I come in here. I come in here and I go, you know what? I'm just going to try to get through this message today so I can feel better about my day, go eat some food. It's so funny how easy it can be because people just expect you to be like, oh, you know what? Because, right, I mean, this, this is for remnant folk, by the way. This isn't for, like, anybody visiting. Um, you know, well, this place is different. That's what we say, right? You know, this is different. So then people just automatically assume that we're all here on mission all the time, and that's just not the truth. You know that. But where's your urgency? Where's your urgency, like I said in the intro, to set your garbage aside and actually focus on the Lord today? I watched. I watched. I went back there and I watched. (laughs) You guys aren't urgent. You guys aren't even willing to take five minutes to actually literally worship the God of the universe. So what are you going to do when there's a man hurting in a car and you know God's telling you to talk to him? You ain't going to go do it. I didn't go do it. Do you guys recognize that the end is near? Do you actually live in that for real? It's not just a concept that is debated. It's a reality. That Jesus is coming back. So I have a couple more questions for you guys to just kind of chew on. This kind of goes back to, you know, members. But even if, if you say you're not a member here, but you are a Christian, this can apply to you too. Do you guys show the folks in this room the gospel? Do you show your fellow believers the gospel and how you live? Do you love each other? Do you take five minutes to actually see somebody? Or do you just keep on moving because you got too much to do? I'm behind. Do you put in the same effort with believers as you would with someone who doesn't quite know Jesus yet? Because I know, I know you guys will go gung-ho about someone who's this close, right? This close. I've heard conversations. Man, if they just, this one thing, man, if they were to just get this one thing right in their head, I'm going to go talk to them. You know, they're going to get it. While your friend that you've known for three years is in so much pain, and they're sitting there just hoping that someone will notice it. (laughs) This is a convicting question to myself here is there any effort any effort at all with believers or non-believers do you actually even do what God's told you to do at all is there any effort which leads me back to what I asked you earlier if not why are you here why what are you what are you doing here in church for again are you just here to like hear like a cool message or what like because this isn't really cool. Like, there's so much, quote, cooler stuff, like, in the, you know, turn on, I don't know, MTV or something, you know? Like, <laughs> that's old school, I know, right? <laughs> quick, this is this is so, just quick aside, they do, like, two shows now, by the way. It's so, it's so ridiculous. Play music, MTV. Are you not inspired by the mission God's given you? Why not? I'll go back to a previous point I made. Church isn't about you. The gospel is not about you. So what do you guys do with that today? Do you guys sit in your seats and let the altar time go by and go, you know what, man, maybe I'll make a change, you know, I'll make a change tomorrow or... You know what, I'll just sit here and 
let the moment pass because, you know, I, I, I'm scared to get up and, and go ask for prayer. You know, what's stopping you? Why aren't you urgent? It makes me think of the prodigal son's father, how urgent he was to go meet his son halfway. It's beautiful. Are you guys willing to meet people? Are you willing to go and meet them there in those places that you maybe don't want to, that's uncomfortable? Are you willing to go dig into the grime a little bit to go get people out of that mud? Are you, are you actually willing to? Because I know we say hoorah every single Sunday, but why am I not seeing a whole lot of new people? Are you inviting people to church? Do you actually talk about Jesus outside of these walls? If, if not, then what are you doing? Here's some other ones. <laughs> are you urgent to repent for your sins? Actually repent of your sins, not sit there and make excuses and justification to yourself as to why you do the things you do all the time? Are you urgent to make peace with others? Are you willing to go to them? Are you willing to be open with people coming to you? Do, you? do you present yourself so people can come say, hey, you hurt me? Or do you go, no, no, I can't handle that. Why are you not urgent to love people? Not urgent to tell others the gospel? It's the most beautiful message in all of history. And we sit here and don't talk about it at all. Maybe once a week, if, if, if that I think we, we always question how the church got where it's at, this Americanized, modern church, right? It's because we're not doing what God told us to do. It's that simple. I think we overanalyze. We don't tell people the gospel. We don't go, if, we don't go to a person and say, hey, you hurt me. We don't do that stuff. So where are you guys at today? What are you not urgent for? What are you scared of? Are you scared to be urgent? Because if you are, I'm right there with you. I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared as heck, man. It's, it's terrifying a lot of the time, especially with how the times are going. The end is near, folks. We don't know what's coming. You know, I didn't, I didn't put the... Uh, oof, that was a harsh P. Um, you know, I didn't put uh, this verse in my notes here, but, you know, it talks about, you know, the Lord comes like a thief in the night. You know, it's any time, any time. So I want to give you an opportunity for you guys to respond today. Mandy's going to come up and play some music. And while she comes up here to prepare, I want to tell you guys the gospel, because maybe some of you have heard it, maybe some of you haven't. To start it off, God made everything and it was good. We chose to disobey him, and sin was born, and it was ingrained into us. It became a condition. God can't be with something that's not good. So in that moment, we were separated from God. When we chose to sin, we were separated. He can't be with anything that's not good. By his grace and mercy alone, God sent himself down in human form as Jesus Christ to show us how to live and follow him. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice, dying on the cross, to pay for every one of your sins, every single one of them, past, present, future sins, all paid for. He came back three days later and he overcame death. And when he overcame death, he bridged the gap between you and God. He paid for your sin. 
provides the only way to eternal life, guys. That's the truth. It's the only way. If you confess through the lips and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and was raised from the dead, you will be saved. I don't know where you guys are at today. I don't know if you guys are on the fence. I don't know if you're like, I've never even heard this before. I get it because I've been there. (laughs) Maybe there's something stirring inside of you, whether you're a believer, whether you're not a believer, but you know that there's something that is just keeps nagging at you. That's the Holy Spirit and you should listen to it. What are you urgent for? Are you urgent now, now that you've heard it? Are you urgent to get rid of that junk? Are you willing to repent of your sins? Are you urgent enough to respond? God is speaking to you right now. I know he is. I know there's stuff in your life that he's saying, I'm speaking to you and you need to respond. This is a moment to take that step in faith that you haven't wanted to, which I get is scary. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, there is freedom on the other side of it. If you're willing to listen, if you're willing to obey, even if it's just for a moment, there is freedom on the other side of it. Folks will be up here to pray for you. Take this time seriously. Be urgent and move. Let's move today.